Should you have a Facebook group? And if so, how the heck do you drive organic traffic to the group? Lucky for you, my friend Angel McElhaney is in the house. When it comes to Facebook groups, she's my go-to gal to grow a highly engaged audience. She's here to school you on groups, how to drive traffic, six post types that gets your audience interacting, and her best piece of advice as you grow your group. Grab your coffee or wine and let's dive in. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into personal branding, how to build our businesses on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now photographer and podcaster. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, put on your comfy sweatpants, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today we are diving into Facebook groups and driving organic traffic to our groups. But before we get into that, welcome to the show, Angel. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Now, before we dive into Facebook groups, because I think Facebook groups are almost taking on its own persona, and I think they're really important to drive traffic organic traffic, build an audience. But before we get into your expertise on Facebook groups, let us know a little bit about you and your business. Sure. So yeah, my name is Angel McElhaney and I am a work from home mom. I have four kids and here's the thing. They all are ranging from 16 year old, 16 years old, all the way to 22 months. So the idea that I can have calm in my business has never been a thing. So I've been kind of utilizing the use of Facebook groups and the free platform that is Facebook to be able to connect with people. And that's really what I feel has really helped my businesses over time. So my business has actually evolved, hence the multi-passionate mompreneur part of me. And so everything from I've done top 1% of of a MLM company, to promoting just affiliate links that I like or, or different products or services. And then ultimately going into my own service-based company, which was photography. And then now this, which has really kind of organically led me here, which is helping people plan and strategize, optimize their group and, and organically boost their engagement. So Facebook strategy, but also a lot of other things, million things, but only one thing at a time. That's the goal anyway. (laughs) Well, I think we'll have a lot of listeners too that will definitely resonate with you because I think a lot of us are multi-passionate moms and we just want to do all the things and be successful at everything. But today we're just going to chat about Facebook groups and how to grow organic engagement. Now, here's my first question for you, Angel. Why should mompreneurs have a group and when should they start one? So I'm a fan of giving value to your audience first. And so what that might look like for you is a podcast. It might look like a YouTube channel. It might look like a blog. It might even look like going live on Facebook. So whatever it is that your large form content is, I want you to pour in and add value and content out into the world without anything in return. It's a very authentic, just like I am basically serving. And so once you've done that, I want you to then think of that as kind of 
a teacher to student, like you are the teachers in the front, sure, they might ask questions in a live video. They might submit questions to your podcast or leave comments on that blog or YouTube channel, but it's not much of a dialogue. So I feel like the Facebook group is going to be that next tier where you're really going to be able to have more of a implementation strategy with the actual people in the group. It's more intimate. It's more of a safe place. And it actually has another level of privacy. And what I have found is if people feel that part of it, then they will actually engage and really connect more deeply and trust you. I love that. So here's the ultimate question. How do we drive organic traffic to our group? Because we love the idea of these groups being more of an intimate, closer space and going deeper with those connections. But how do we drive people, let's say from our podcast, from our Facebook page, from our email list to the Facebook group? So when I think of this, I think of two different categories. I think there's planning and then there's strategy. So the things that you should post that would maybe enhance someone to, or make someone want to kind of interact with your content, or even think about like the, the kind of group where you want to hang out because it's not always work. Maybe there's some fun built in, maybe there's some connection, maybe you feel seen and heard, but then there's also the planning part or the, or the strategy part where it's actually like thinking about how can I work these algorithms so that so it ultimately will get it to where Facebook will show my stuff. And so it's kind of this mix of that. And then there's this whole idea, which I do want to kind of hit on this really fast because I feel like what happens is, is sometimes we will shit ourselves. <laughs> so what <laughs> happens is, is we as entrepreneurs, especially as moms, like we will kind of have this list of idea and I can tell everyone, like, I want you to do this and this and this every day so that you can organically boost. But what I want everyone to do is kind of think about what am I willing to do in order to do this and what can I commit to? Because in the end, the consistency in showing up is going to mean even more than kind of those surges. I kind of think of it as if you were going to go to the gym, do you think it would be more beneficial for you to go for one time for two hours or to go, you know, three to four times a week for 30 minutes? even though it equals out to about the same time, it's really going to pay off more to have that consistently showing up versus that those surges. So I like people to think about that first, for sure. I like that. So once they, so are you saying that they should decide and plan on how they are going to consistently provide value and through that drive the organic traffic to their Facebook groups? Yeah. So this is going to kind of be some reflection work for you. Like what feels comfortable to you and what is it that would, would you actually do? Because we can plan and strategize till the cows come home, but if you don't actually implement the plan, then it doesn't matter. So I like to think of the person that has the stacks of planners, but then doesn't go to week two in them, or maybe the person who buys the courses or you know, gets all that input, but they're not getting to the output stage because it's just too much. So I want you to think about like, how much time am I willing to input into this in order to see a return? And sometimes it is this like balancing act of figuring out the amount that it takes to input in order to get the return on your time. And so I definitely think that that's something to first think about. And then secondly, there are of course some ways, some strategy that we can kind of hit on to where I have found things that I have found that have worked without sacrificing so much time, like all the scrolling and all that. So 
Um, I definitely think that going live or anytime or even in your stories or anything where you can get face to camera is going to be really, really helpful in getting people to see your face. I think that the vulnerability aspect of sharing some of your, your lifestyle stuff, your family, and I do kind of this Oreo thing. So what I'll do is I'll show my life, I'll show my family, and then I'll show kind of either a tip, a tutorial, like I'll switch it. And, um, I, or I'll ask a question or I will make an offer sometimes. So, and then you switch back. I feel like it's this like dance that you're doing this give and take that I think is really helpful in building organic an organic following and really just in kind of figuring out even what they want. So are you doing this strategy on other platforms to get them to join your Facebook group? So I think that there is the way that you show up in your actual group. And then there's some strategy to get people to come into your group. There's this idea that a lot of people have that I, they focus on the number and you probably see this with Instagram. They're focusing on that follower number instead of knowing like one, are these the actual people that would buy my stuff or that, you know, is my ideal client. And then two, is this someone who like, I feel like is, um, interacting with my content because you could have so many people in there, but if they're not people, the right people, then does that matter? And so I think this idea of going for quality instead of depth is going to be really helpful. So just out of the gate, there are a couple things that I suggest for you to, that are even just tangible tips to get started. So say you make a Facebook group or say even you like you have your podcast and then you want to make a Facebook group. And so you're going to want to make that Facebook group title with some keywords. And what I want you to do is to really think about the group that that person identifies with. So if you are a work from home mom, then you might even want to put work from home mom. If you are in online marketing, if you are in, you know, sales or whatever it looks like middle school moms or whatever it is that you would, that your person is that she identifies with on a big level and put that in there because Facebook's actually prior prioritizing groups and also events. And so anytime you can get these keywords into the description, but also the title, you're going to have more people that organically come to your group. And then secondly, you want to be a person and not a brand. So in that way, I would always have your face as the profile picture. And I probably wouldn't change that a ton. And I mean, just you, like not you and your dog, not you and your cute little baby, like just you, because they need to really know exactly who it is they're interacting with. And then that cover photo, like you definitely want to have it super clear as to what exactly you do in this group and how you serve. And then, I mean, I could keep going, but just stop me. But basically you also, so now you've made the group and now they organically can come find you. But you also, since you have those membership questions, which I definitely recommend you setting up, um, one of them is to definitely capture emails. And so in order to, since you already have the email, you can actually then load up some freebies that serve her deepest problems and then promote those so that people come into the group to get, to grab that freebie. And then that's a way to organically get your group to to grow without without getting the wrong people. They're going to be someone that comes and wants that freebie and you've designed that freebie to serve that specific person. So then do you see how like that dance back and forth then works? Yeah, I do. So here's an example. Let's say I've created like Instagram story prompts and I do new prompts every month specifically for my Facebook group. So I would promote those prompts 
on my Facebook page, my Instagram stories, and tell them to come join the group to grab the prompts. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we're, a lot of us have kind of learned to have this opt-in page, which is totally fine to capture people um, and leads and that sort of thing. But I think we're getting to where we kind of are getting overloaded with our email. And so we're kind of a little more leery as to who we give it to, but there is some safety in that. I feel like of going into a group and just like knowing that it's all loaded there for you. Yes. They're still giving you the email. And if they don't, you can kind of leave them in this like quasi in between world and, and Facebook will actually remind them. And then if they still don't, you can go a step farther and to do a voice DM or a video and just ask the question. You know, so if you said, when it comes to Instagram, what is something you're struggling with most? Or when it comes to your branding, what is, you know, you can be super zoned in on asking them and it's going to actually serve you for market research. But then on the flip side, you're also going to be asking the question that you wrote for them to get in. And then you can decide then, like, do I let them in and try to win them over? Or do I keep this dialogue going? And then maybe they'll want this freebie and you could even shoot the link that gives the freebie then, you know what I mean? For the actual opt-in page for that file or just let them in and then try to do it over time. Okay. In so the I'm, end, it's all about trust. So it's kind of right. trying to get them. Some people are going to be, you know, some people you got to be dating longer to marry. And some people <laughs> are like, you know, we have this connection. I want all your stuff, you know? And so it's kind of taking that step back and trying to make it a little bit individualized to that person. All right, so I love all those tips on creating the Facebook group and then driving interest to the group through um, offering freebies on other platforms. So now that we have a Facebook group, you have it set up, people are requesting to get in, you have people showing up. So here's like the next level of of what we need to do because it doesn't stop there. They're not just in the group and then you have them and they're going to start buying from you. What types of posts are best to have a highly engaged audience? Cause that's what we want to do, right? We want to keep them highly engaged. So how do we like, what's the strategy once we have the group, what should we be putting in there? So there's going to be kind of three types of posts. There's going to be posts that drive, curiosity. There's going to be posts that are value posts that help you to serve and to help the person. And that's probably initially what they're coming there for. And then there's also going to be posts that are just going to be lifestyle posts that show a little bit of you. And so in within these, it's going to look like this. Promotion, engagement, inspirational, educational, authentic connection, which is those lifestyle posts, and then entertainment. So when it comes to promotion, and I think that you can promote every episode on your actual podcast, but you don't want to do that in the group because it can come off super spammy. Um, I, I recommend like 20%. Think of it as an ATM. Like you have to deposit a lot and then before you ask for that withdrawal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so just keep depositing with the value point or with the value post with teaching them things with giving them inspirational quotes or maybe even stories, maybe link some valuable content that's even not your own that might be helpful for them. You know, so you just keep inputting these. Maybe it's funny memes. I actually just posted in my group a video of my, <laughs> of my husband where I took the phone 
And I don't know if you've seen these going around. You probably did. It probably started on TikTok or Reels or something like that. But where I am recording, pretending to record myself, and then I'm recording his response instead, his reaction. And I'm talking all about, hey, um, I know you guys are just dying to know how I do it all with four kids and keep my house spotless. Well, of course, he's about to die over there because our house is like a wreck right then because <laughs> it was the first week of homeschool and just we're in survival mode. And so I get him, he's like cracking up and and I'm like, well, first of all, you just never go to bed with the dishes in the sink. And I'm like going on and on and on. And he's like losing it. And then I post that. And so while some people might think like, oh, well, that has nothing to do with online marketing or being a multi-passionate mompreneur or any of that. Like, why would you post that? Well, the reason I post it is because it's funny and it's like showing my family and it's, you know, maybe they'll do that too. And we can have a laugh. And it's kind of building this, um, I feel like girl bonding experience, you know? So I think that doing things like that is really important. And then again, it goes back to the consistency. Like, what are you willing to do? Some people will do posts on certain days that go with their branding. And I think it does look super pretty, but, um, to go a step beyond that and then, and ask other people to post, which is super powerful for edifying and empowering your audience, especially if you have a group where it's other entrepreneurs and so many groups don't trust anyone to post because let's say face it like people do get spammy so of course you need to monitor that but i think that is so powerful because i actually did a hashtag facebook group takeover not that long ago and it was really nice to see people come and give value i said hey come add value for 10 to 15 minutes no promotion just add value and content and just share and then at the very end yeah you can do a call to action like there's an it comes from this kind of um this mentality of like not being in lack, you know, there's enough for all of us, like, sure, go ahead and share, you know? Um, and so I think that that kind of is this very authentic way of saying, Hey, I trust you to do this. And I know I see you, I see you. And I know that you have this value. So come and share it. You know, like my fans can be your fans too. Like we're not in lack. And so it's really comes to this it, it makes a sisterhood, I think. And that's really what I think groups are all about is the community, the connection, which is at its core what we need. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I have been seeing that trend lately with the Facebook group takeovers where other you'll collaborate with other women and ask them to come to your group and teach on a topic. And I think it's really cool. I've seen that in Instagram stories where they do Instagram story takeovers and it helps kind of double the audience. And now I'm seeing that trend in Facebook groups. So that's really cool. And I agree with you. I think we do need more connections and collaborations. But when it comes to growing an organic audience on Facebook, what's your best piece of advice? So you want to keep it consistent and you want to, so you want to show up on a consistent basis. And you definitely need to know who it is you're talking to and you want to know the promise that you saw for her. So as a multi-passionate, I would say that you focus on one at a time. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do, that you can't do all the other ones. I still like to paint. I still like to make stuff. I'm doing homeschooling right now. It doesn't mean I can't show those parts of my life. What it is, is I'm only monetizing one right now in the form of for the online. Okay. I still, of course, people are going to message me. I want fall sessions and I, it's happening. It's out there in the world, <laughs> but it's, it's really focusing on building up one. Now photography is already built up. So now that one is fine. 
and then I build up this next one, if that makes sense. And, and then you have, end up having multiple streams and you can decide how much time and energy you want to give to each one of those. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That's really great advice. Now, here's another question. What is something you wish you would have known sooner in starting a Facebook group? I actually really wish that I knew that the art of promotion and sales in the way that you, you really don't want to just be all about one product and you don't want to, to be the product itself but that you want to be your own person that likes these products, if that makes sense. So I think that if you like multiple products, then it's going to be more valuable than saying that you only like products for just one company. And so I do think of that when it comes to anyone that is kind of selling a, a specific, you know, company where it's a MLM or something. And yes, you get a commission from all of these products, but surely there's other, you know, moisturizers you like. If you add in one of those moisturizers or something else that you use, it's going to up your credibility. And then, so I think that was really a big lesson because we are multifaceted people. We don't like just one, one company, you know, it's okay to like this one thing from this company and this one thing for this one. Yes, you're going to get commission on this, but I think that this makes it to where it's more authentic, you know, authentic. And then I think that there's this idea that I've had for a while to where I would let myself think that, oh, I, I have to be online all the time, have no boundaries and constantly have an earbud in my ear. But really when it comes down to it, you can actually set boundaries for yourself and for your group in the beginning so that you don't get burnt out and so that you set those standards for them. And so that you can also, so set those out in the beginning, like how often do I want to show up and what do I want it to look like so that you don't look at your phone and think, Oh my gosh, it just told me I was on the, on the, um, you know, on my phone for 10 hours because at the end of the day, yes, this is your business and yes, it is online, but it doesn't have to take over the rest of the, the other parts. So I hate the word balance. So we'll just say to be more centered <laughs> is to kind of make sure that you're allowing those times to be um, investing into yourself, prioritizing that part. And then of course your family so that then you can share everything else with the world. Right. So it's kind of starting into the centered part that I think I kind of lost track of at times. And so that would have been super helpful to know in the beginning. And I don't think you're the only one where I'm sure we have a lot of listeners, a lot of moms out there that feel off centered. And I like that new word instead of feeling balanced. I like centered better. And I remember falling down that trap of I had to be on Instagram morning and night because I teach on Instagram. But then again, what's the point of me building an online business if I'm online all the time and I'm getting away from my family and friends and you know, we have to go back to why we're doing this. And most of the time we're either creating our businesses for more time freedom, more financial freedom, or most likely both. So create those boundaries, be centered. And Angel, I couldn't thank you enough for today's information. It was jam-packed with tips and strategies. So where can our listeners connect with you on social media? Um, well, th first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I actually show up on my podcast, Multi-Passionate Mompreneur. And then I also have a Facebook group that is online marketing for work-at-home moms for the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur podcast. So you can search any of those keywords and it'll pop right up. Um, and then, so that's mostly where I show up. I do have an Instagram, which is angel.mcelhaney. And then my Facebook, of course, is Angel McElhaney. Or I've also made a page that is for my podcast on there. 
So Facebook is definitely more, of course, where I show up, but I definitely have those other spots where you can totally find me. Hey there, sister. Are you trying to mimic what others are doing on Instagram because they appear to be successful and have all the right engagement? Have you tried to transform your Instagram newsfeed to look perfectly branded, but you still feel icky about your brand and how you show up on Instagram? I want you to imagine if you had a done-for-you Instagram plan that's aligned with your authentic self. Right now, you have the opportunity to work with me one-on-one and we'll take your brand from feeling meh to memorable. I'll help you clarify your Instagram objectives, we'll fine-tune your bio, define your three brand pillars for Instagram, and then map out a 30-day content strategy. I'll even give you stock photos and caption templates to complement your brand. Wouldn't it feel amazing to wake up every day knowing exactly what to post and how to engage with your audience? No more spinning your wheels and wasting countless hours on your computer or phone. With an Instagram strategy, you can get back to the things that really matter in your business and life. Posting on Instagram doesn't need to feel impossible or overwhelming or even time draining. The best part about my method is it can be rinsed and repeated every single month. Amen. I remember my very first client, Farah, and her sigh of relief at the end of our call. She had such a clarity breakthrough on her own brand and how she wanted to show up for her audience on Instagram. Her exact words were, I'm so glad I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Now that's just awesome. And guess what? You shouldn't be doing what everyone else is doing. And I'm here to help you figure out exactly what you should be doing and how to show up as your authentic self. This is a no brainer. Book your strategy call today at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash IG method. Mama, hurry, because I only take eight sessions a month. Why? Because you are worth my time and energy. You don't want another cookie cutter coaching call, right? You want me to strategize with you. So if you want to book one, those spots are extremely limited. It's bit.ly forward slash IG method. Let's get you consistent and confident on the gram.